Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever this podcast, we welcome you to another episode of the Genius Cast. I'm Jameson. I'm the genius. Talking week three injuries. What happened during the game? Some players we might be looking at possibly dropping. Maybe some players we're looking at picking up due to injury or whatnot. And we're also, of course, take a look at the big monster game night between the Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs. Most likely a preview of what's going to happen in the postseason. I'm guessing it's going to be our AFC championship game. The Ravens and the Chiefs just have too much talent on both sides of the ball for both those teams. Both those organizations look fantastic to start the year. And I'm guessing we're looking at the preview of what's going to happen come January when we look at the AFC championship game. So important game tonight most likely will be deciding who has the home field advantage throughout the playoffs in that AFC. A very crucial game, I think, for both teams. So we'll take a look at that as well. So before we get into week three recap and also taking a look at this upcoming weekend, let's get a little house cleaning done to talk about our mastermind chat. If you've not checked out our mastermind chat, definitely give it a look on our website, www.fantasyfootballgenius.com. And our Twitter handle is always at fansportsgenius. And our Instagram, as always, is at fantasyfootball underscore genius underscore. That and much more. Let's talk week three. What happened? What went down? Some injuries. Some big names going down. Again, as I talked about at the beginning of the year, we're going to see a lot of these injuries occur. A lack of practice time. No preseason games. A lot of these teams taking the first few weeks to kind of get back in the football shape and hang of things. And we're seeing these injuries. Last week was a brutal week in week two. Week three wasn't as bad, but we still see some big names. Tariq Cohen does go down. It looks like he is a torn ACL. He's, he's going to miss the entire season. Chris Carson goes down late in that big game between Seattle and Dallas. It sounds like it might be just a, more of a, a knee sprain, but again, something we want to definitely keep an eye on moving forward with Chris Carson, who's a big part of that offense. And again, let Russ Cook is officially happening in the NFL this year. Absolutely love it. If you did take Russell Wilson, you did take DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, whoever it is in that passing game, you got to love the start that Seattle is letting Russ Cook early on in 2020. Some big names at wide receiver. Deontay Johnson suffers a concussion. Deshaun Jackson, a hamstring. Russell Gage, concussion. Michael Pittman Jr., ankle injury. Mike Williams, a hamstring injury. Chris Godwin, a hamstring injury. John Brown, a calf injury. And a bunch of tight ends as well. Jordan Reed, a leg injury. Dallas Goddard, a foot. Sounds like he might miss multiple weeks. Sounds like he's doubtful this week. And Jared Cook, a little late in that game last night, misses a little little time late with an ankle injury. So definitely some big-name players we're going to have to keep an eye on. Especially the one I'm looking at is Deontay Johnson, a player that I think maybe starting to kind of get closer and closer to the Juju Smith-Schuster type of uh, volume play. And we're hearing that um, Big Ben Roethlisberger wanted to get him more involved this week, and he, he was already the number one option for Pittsburgh moving into week three and now has to clear the concussion protocol by the, by the league. So it's definitely an injury I'm going to be keeping an eye on with a lot of exposure to Johnson in our season-long formats, and a lot of best ball um, uh, shares as well of Deontay Johnson. So definitely a player that I have a lot of interest on moving forward on if he can clear that concussion protocol this week or what's going to happen moving forward. Mike Williams, another player that I'm very high on. Hamstring injuries are never good. Um, so him and Godwin, both of those hamstring injuries, most likely is going to be a week-to-week kind of thing for both those players. Hopefully it's nothing serious and they can get it back on the field as soon as possible. But those hamstrings are tricky, especially with the zero preseason and the lack of practice. Those hamstring injuries could be a little more cautious, especially early on in the NFL season. Let's go ahead and jump right on into what happened on Thursday, what happened on Sunday. 
starting off with the Thursday night game where we saw the Dolphins beat the Jaguars. It wasn't really a game. A lot of these Thursday night games are very boring, uh, a, lot, a lot of sloppy football um, with a short turnaround week. And I look forward to week four. Doesn't get any better with the Broncos and Jets. Maybe two of the worst teams in football playing it on Thursday night. But again, we're talking about week three. We're not looking forward to the week four yet. So the Dolphins did look good. Um, Miles Gaskin took control of that offense early on. Had a lot of touches, a lot of carries, a lot of receptions on that first opening drive. Uh, James Robinson was about the only player really for the Jaguars that kind of got anything going. Gardner Minshew was really a non-factor in the game, where I thought would be a game that we might see kind of a, a, a sneaky shootout between the two teams. The Dolphins filled their uh, their side of the bargain, but the Jaguars absolutely did not show up outside of James Robinson. Uh, pretty bad game all the way around if you're a fantasy owner of anybody outside of a few Dolphins and James Robinson. Even, even the big names that, that I thought maybe would have a big impact on the game, uh, play, players like Preston Williams and Mike and uh, Mike Jacecki, two players I thought would have big games. Yes, they both got in the end zone and scored, but again, they didn't have to do much on offense because of how bad Jaguars played. The Dolphins did take care of the Jaguars on Thursday night. Buccaneers went into Denver and proved that they are the better team. Obviously, the Broncos have a lot of injuries, especially at the quarterback position, losing also Cortland Sutton, their top receiver for the season, doesn't have as well. And at the beginning of the year, losing <clears throat> before the season started, Von Miller. So looks like the Broncos are in rebuild mode, continue. So I think we're going to see a lot of these young players um, continue to get, get, get player, uh, play. A player that I'm looking at picking up in a lot of leagues this week is keep an eye on K.J. Hamler. I think Hamler's going to have a, big, a bigger impact moving forward. I think the Broncos have to play their youth. They have to kind of see what they have at all the different positions that they have that youth in. And I think we, everybody already knows about Jerry Judy, but now we're looking at K.J. Hamler. I think Hamler's a player that can possibly help teams as depth purposes moving forward. As for the Buccaneers, not a big game in terms of targets or receptions for Mike Evans, but he did score twice on those two one-yard touchdown passes. Chris Goblin had talked about had a decent start to the game, but he also left it late in the game with the hamstring injury, something we're going to have to keep an eye on for the Buccaneers moving forward. But I think we want to make sure that that offense is healthy. It looked like Tom Brady got back on the, on the right track of things. Rob Gronkowski um, finally was able to kind of be more of a blocking uh, tight end, as, as he called himself, uh, late last week was able to kind of have a little more of an impact for this Buccaneers offense. But I think uh, Gronkowski is going to be much more of a kind of a, a body out there. I don't, I don't think he's going to be able to do nearly like he used to be in the past, uh, someone we're going to trust on a weekly basis. Personally, I like O.J. Howard a little more than uh, Rob Gronkowski the rest of the season. I was high on him going into the game, and, and, and uh, Howard did have a decent game. Gronkowski had a decent game. Godwin had a good game. Uh, the two touchdown passes, and I mean, I'm sorry, receptions by Mike Evans, a good game. Ronald Jones out-snapped. Uh, Fournette outproduced them, and I think that's going to be a, a, a big issue moving forward. We just don't know who's going to be getting carries on a weekly basis between Jones and Fournette. They're most likely going to play the hot hand scenario for the Buccaneers, but the Buccaneers get the job done. They go to Denver and beat a bad Broncos offense and team. Next up, the Falcons did it again. Falcons had a big lead going into the fourth quarter and gave that lead up to the Bears. That's back-to-back weeks. This offense has struggled late. Their defense can't stop anybody. Um, so they're going to be a team that you want to target anybody and everybody on the opposing teams moving forward. Hopefully Julio Jones sitting out on, on Sunday helps him moving forward. Um, it, it'll only help him uh, down the road with absolutely another fantastic game out of um, – 
Calvin Ridley for the Falcons. But again, the Falcons give up a big game to the Bears, uh, who come back late with new quarterback Nick Foles. It took about 10 quarters for Mitchell Trubisky to get sat in this offense. Looks like it's going to be Nick Foles moving forward. But how long will it take him to get benched? And they'll go back to Mitchell for Trubisky. I think the quarterback situation is a mess. But it doesn't stop Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson continues to be a beast on the field. Continues to, doesn't matter who's throwing the ball. Blake Bortles, Mitchell Trubisky, Nick Foles. Doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Allen Robinson is a fantastic option. Imagine what this guy can do with an actual quarterback getting the ball. Got a feel, a feel for him as a, uh, a fantastic wide receiver that just does not have the quarterback play to go along with him. Another fantastic game. 10 receptions, 123 yards, and a touchdown for Allen Robinson moving forward. I think we can obviously count on Allen Robinson uh, on a weekly, ba- weekly basis no matter what. He was one of my top five uh, wide receivers coming into the season, and he's proven that is a case this year no matter who's throwing on the ball. Todd Gurley for the Falcons. I think that they need to find a little more ways to get him the ball. I think Gurley is a player that needs to get more involved in his offense early on and often for this offense to kind of have success. And again, run the football a little later with Gurley to bleed that clock, to kind of take plays away from your defense to be on the field, get those first downs, move those clocks. Falcons are a mess, and they continue to be a mess the way they uh, played down the stretch in the last two games against the Bears and the Cowboys. But they do have an offense. I mean, that's that, that's what we care about in fantasy. Play the opposing offense, play the Falcons, and you should be fine. But if you're a Falcons fan, it's not a good start to the 2020 season. Next up, the Buffalo Bills get out to a big lead. They do fall behind late in the game, but they do come back with a touchdown again by Mr. Josh Allen, who looks phenomenal this year. MVP type of caliber player. He was one of my sleepers coming in the year, a dark horse to win the MVP award, and I think he's showing it on a weekly basis. Another monster game for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Stephon Diggs really should have had three touchdown catches on that one drive. He caught two. Both of them were called for penalties. But he did finally get in the end zone late in the game. Uh, Stephon Diggs is loving life there in Buffalo with his new quarterback. As for the, as for the Rams, didn't look great to start the game, but Jared Goff and company did get the, get the ball going a little later in the game. Cooper Cup gets there. Robert Woods gets there. Daryl Henderson looked fantastic at the backfield um, with Malcolm Brown uh, banged up a little bit with that uh, finger injury. And, of course, no Cam Akers. The Rams and Bills put on a nice show on Sunday afternoon. Next up, the Washington football team falls to the Cleveland Browns. A lot of offense all the way around. We finally saw that game out of Antonio Gibson, uh, uh, a good game out of the rookie for the Washington team. Uh, Terry McLaurin had a big game for the football team. Nick Chubb scores another two touchdowns. And again, those that thought that Nick Chubb would not return value for his first round, early second round uh, draft status, he shows again that he is going to be fine this year. I I still think and still going to say it, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are both going to return value uh, most more times than not this season. Yes, some matchups may be out of the wheelhouse of Chubb, but a lot of people thought that was going to happen against Washington, who has a really good rush defense. But Chubb still gets there over 100 yards, two scores. So I think moving forward, we can trust Chubb and we can trust Kareem Hunt. There's a lot of things we can trust on, on Cleveland. What we can't trust, Odell Beckham. We can't trust Austin Hooper. They continue to struggle as a passing game. So for me, it's all about the ground game with Chubb and Kareem Hunt for the Cleveland Browns. Next up, we have the Titans beating the Vikings late. And... A very tight game, a high-scoring game where both offenses were kind of able to get things going. Finally, the Vikings offense were able to get things going with Dalvin Cook and Kirk Cousins, but they weren't able to get the job done late in the year in terms of the 
uh, late in the game in terms of getting the victory, but a lot of talent. Cook, Jefferson, Cousins, all fantastic options in fantasy. Ryan Tannehill, all right game, uh, over 300 yards, but he did throw an interception that had no touchdowns passing. It was all about Derrick Henry, who scored two touchdowns. Finally, we got the Derrick Henry that we were expecting at season start. But remember, Henry is always a later-in-the-season type of player. The more the season moves along, the more he gets involved, the more dominant he gets going. Maybe it's going to happen a little earlier. And again, if he can get more and more, more involved in the passing game, He's going to return that value. That's the only reason why I was not high on him as a early first-round pick, just because of the lack of, of production he puts in the passing game. But the Titans get the job done at Minnesota. Next up, the Patriots beat the Las Vegas Raiders. Hunter Renfro, a nice game. Um, Derek Carr, a pretty decent game. Not much out of... Um, Cam Newton, in terms of, of, of fantasy production, it was much more of a ground-and-pound ground game for Sonny Michelle and Rex Burkett, who scored three touchdowns for the Patriots. It was much more of the ground-and-pound with Michelle, uh, Burkett, and company, and not as much needed out of Cam Newton. But I think moving forward, as I talked about, Cam Newton's going to be fine as a quarterback one option uh, as we move along throughout the season. And I think as we, as we move along as well, we're going to see more and more out of Nikhil Harry as well. Uh, Julian Edelman, again, a down game. But, I'm, but I think we're going to see this more times than not with Edelman. I think Edelman's fine in terms of starting most weeks. But I think we are going to see games where, like yesterday, where he just doesn't get the job done because they're, they're not asked to kind of pass the ball as much. I think they're going to rely on the ground game a little more as the weeks move along. But again, I am very high on Cam Newton, very high on Nikhil Harry for the rest of the season. Not as high as everybody else on, on Julian Edelman, just because I think there are games where he's going to struggle to kind of get get going in a game. And Sonny Michelle looked pretty good on, on the ground. Only nine carries, but over 100 yards for Sonny Michelle. I think we're starting to re- finally realize that the ground game for New England is going to be much more improved this year with no Tom Brady. And maybe take the ball out of Cam Newton's hands a little bit, but I'm not worried about Cam Newton moving forward. As long as he stays, stays healthy, he's still a QB1 option for me more, more times than not on a weekly basis. Next up, the... Pretty much the preseason starters for the 49ers who are suffering for a, a wide mar- margin of injuries on both sides of the ball. They might be the team that, that, that has been affected by the injuries most on, in, in the NFL. 49ers starting a lot of backup players, but they still get the job done. They put a beat down on the Giants, 36-9. A lot of people got there for the, for the 49ers. A great game out of Nick Mullins backing up Jimmy Garoppolo. Brandon Ayuk has that breakout game as a rookie. Jeff Wilson Jr., if you listened to me last week, early on in the week, I said it was going to be Jeff Wilson Jr. season, SZN. That it was, two touchdowns, one on through the air, one through the, on the ground, and I think what we, we saw an injury to Jarek McKinnon. If he can't go with Tevin Coleman already out and also Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson's going to be a very popular pickup. Hopefully you listened to me last week and picked him up ahead of schedule, and you're going to be sitting nice with the upcoming moving forward, especially with that injury backfield they have in San Francisco. Giants, they're a mess. They continue to be a mess. Um, Daniel Jones is looks lost out there. Evan Ingram can't get anything going. A lot of that's due to the quarterback play. Darius Slayton's about the only player we can truly trust. Not much out of the ground game. Deion Lewis, Wayne Gallman, and newly acquired Devonta Freeman. Don't really know who to trust there in that backfield. I'm most likely going to stay away from the Giants' backfield moving forward. And for the most part, I'm likely going to stay away from the Giants altogether. The team's a mess. I think losing Barkley affects a lot of things. I thought maybe the passing game can kind of get going. But if they can't beat up a banged-up 49ers secondary, um, I don't know what's going to happen moving forward. I thought this was a matchup that they can possibly take advantage of. 
just because of all the injuries. And this 49ers defense with all those injuries just is not the same defense, but they did lock up the Giants offense. It's going to be a rough season, I think, for the Giants and their fans and for fantasy for all those Giants players. Moving forward, I think we can possibly trust Evan Ingram. I, I still have trust in, Ing- in Ingram. But boy, this Giants offense is bad. I don't know if we can truly trust him, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm trust him. I, I do think there are brighter days ahead for Ingram. But about the only person that's truly um, rosterable on a weekly basis looks like it's gonna be Darius Slayton right now for me for the Giants. Next up, a tie between the Bengals and the Eagles. Eagles are a hurting unit right now. Um, what is wrong with Carson Wentz? We just don't know. Uh, it just does not look right. Miles Sanders has a decent game, but I thought he'd be much more uh, impactful against the Bengals. Joe Mixon is not involved in this offense, and that's truly on me. I thought he was going to be a player that we can trust on a weekly basis. He has a great matchup against the Jaguars this upcoming weekend, but the brutal season gets worse and worse for Mixon. I'm a little worried. Not a little. I'm a lot worried on Mixon. So if you listen to me, my bad. I've bombed on Mixon, but I have plenty of shares as well, so I'm going to fall down the ship with you. Hopefully Mixon can turn it around, but it is the, seems like it is the Joe Burrow show. Uh, the passing show, and, and, and we're getting alarmingly more carries out of Giovanni Bernard. Hopefully that changes. Hopefully they get more and more involved in the passing game with Joe Mixon. But right now, I'm a lot worried about Joe Mixon's long term this season, and I have a lot of shares of Joe Mixon. Next up, we have the Steelers coming back and beating the Texans. And if, I, if you heard me last week, I talked about it this week on, on an Instagram post, and I'm going to say it again over and over again. The Houston Texans, each and every one of them, are buy low options for me. If you can get them for cheap, hopefully you did it last week before they start this upcoming great schedule they have. <clears throat> Deshaun Watson, Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, David Johnson, Randall Cobb. There's a lot of players on this team that I want to buy low on. And if you can, I definitely would do so. The schedule is very, very nice for the next five, six, seven weeks for the Houston Texans, who didn't look that bad against the very good Pittsburgh defense. Deshaun Watson got there again. And again, Watson gets there most, most weeks. It uh, doesn't matter if it's, it's during the game when it's competitive or garbage time. It all counts. But this was a very competitive football game, and Deshaun Watson got there against Pittsburgh. And now the schedule gets very easy for Watson and company. And now we're going into a week where he has a dominant, full, dominant game flow, and we have a healthy Will Fuller absolutely looking forward to what the future might hold for Deshaun Watson and Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks as a owner of all three of those in quite a few leagues. As for Pittsburgh, we talked about the concussion to Deontay Johnson. Very worried about that. Hopefully it doesn't affect him uh, moving forward. Uh, Juju looked pretty good. James Conner looked good. Ben Roethlisberger looked all right. Uh, Steelers obviously are a team that we're, I I think as the season moves along, we're going to see them get more and more um, impactful, having bigger games as the season moves along because we're going to get the rust off of Big Ben. We're going to get the the chemistry between Roethlisberger, Juju, and Deontay Johnson. I think hopefully Connor can continue to get healthy and stay healthy. The Steelers, I think, are going to be an offense we want to target more times than not moving forward, especially as they get better and better, more and more plays in their system. Next up, as we talked about, in my opinion, there's three bad football teams right now, the Jets, the Giants, and the Broncos. The Jets get destroyed by the Colts on the road. Not much to talk about the Jets. Not really a lot to talk about the Colts. Colts defense was a fantastic option if you played him in DFS. Jonathan Taylor, less than 60 yards, but did he get a score? I don't, I don't, I don't think the team really had to do much on offense um, to get the job done. It was just all Colts defense all the time against his bad Jets team. Not much to talk about this game. The Colts put a whooping on the Jets. 
Next up, the Panthers um, upset the Chargers. A game that I did not see coming. Austin Eckler got there both in the uh, ground game and through the air. Keenan Allen gets there as well. Um, Justin Aber had a decent game as a rookie. But again, the Panthers get the job done. I get the Chargers. I think Chargers are going to be a team that's going to be a frustrating team. If you're a fantasy owner, you can, I, I think you can get there. But if you're a fan of the Chargers, we're going to see games like this where it looks like you should be winning the game, but you lose the game just because I think there's a lot of young talent on the Chargers. And with with Bear running things as a quarterback, we're going to see those rookie mistakes throughout the throughout the weeks, where he's also going to look very good throughout the weeks as well. It's just going to be an inconsistent type of year for the Chargers, in my opinion. The Panthers get the job done in Los Angeles. Next up, the Lions and the Cardinals, a game that I thought the Cardinals would, ha- would win handily. The Cardinals get upset by Matthew Stafford and company. Um, Kenny Galladay looked great returning from injury. Nice chemistry with Matthew Stafford. Kyler Murray still had a decent game. DeAndre Hopkins, a fantastic game. Murray did have three interceptions, which kind of surprised me against his Detroit defense, but he did get there with his two touchdown passes as well. Didn't do a whole lot on the ground for the for the uh, the Cardinals. A little worried about what Kenyon Drake did. I thought this was a game that, um, especially through the air, as a pass catcher out of the backfield, the Lions give up a lot of points, a lot of yards, a lot of scores to opposing running backs through the air. And he's just not getting the targets that we saw last year when he was uh, during his time with Arizona. So that's where I wonder, coming into the season, I was not high on Kenyon Drake. And I think Kenyon Drake is showing early on that he's just not involved in the passing game as you would hope. And I still think Chase Edmonds is a better fit for the Cardinals offense moving forward. But it's all about Murray. It's all about DeAndre Hopkins. Um, Christian Kirk, I think when he comes back, is going to get more and more involved. Larry Fitzgerald's still there. Uh, Isabella, nice game for the Cardinals. On the, um, I, th- I think he caught two touchdown passes from Kyler Murray. You got to like what you saw Arizona on offense, but at defense, it gives up the big plays and big game to the Detroit Lions. Lions get the job done at Arizona. Sunday, uh, last game on Sunday, closing was the Seahawks and the Cowboys, one of the better games of the weekend outside of the Sunday night game, which we'll talk about a little later. But the Seahawks, Cowboys put a big game, big showing. Dak Prescott versus Russell Wilson, Michael Gallup and company versus Tyler Lockett and company. A lot of fantasy output from everybody in this game. Got to wonder about the injury to Chris Carson. Yes, the ground game wasn't, um, for either team, wasn't very impactful. Ezekiel Elliott, not really a big game. Chris Carson, not a big game. It was all about passing for Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson. Wilson continues to cook five more touchdown passes for the Seattle quarterback. And again, if you did go Russell Wilson and his pass catchers, you're loving life right now. Tyler Lockett, three of those catches, uh, touchdown catches, <laughs> would have had two touchdown pass, uh, receptions for DK Metcalf. But again, he had that boneheaded play um, late in the first, co- first half where he had the ball knocked out of his uh, kind of a Leon Lett type of game where the ball goes out of the end zone for a touchback for Dallas. Uh, He'll never do that again, but it's still a big game out of DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Lockett with a monster game with the three touchdown pass receptions. Michael Gallup gets there, six catches, 138 yards and touchdown. Finally, he had that breakout game that a lot of us were expecting, but it was all offense all the time for Seattle and Dallas. A lot of that through the air with Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson. Seahawks win by seven against the Cowboys on Sunday afternoon. And we close out the Sunday night game with the Packers and Saints. A fantastic game for everybody. I think there's a lot of fantasy um, goodness in this game. Drew Brees, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Calvin, Alvin Kamara. Uh, looks, the NFL must worry right now because Kamara is getting the touchdown regression in a positive way this year is an understatement with all the 
lack of touchdowns last year. He's making up for this year through the first three games. I think he has two touchdowns in all three of those games. Alan Lazard stepping in for Devontae Adams. Big game, six catches, 146 yards, and a touchdown. Hopefully we get Devontae Adams and Michael Thomas back sooner than later. Um, as for the Saints, I think Drew Brees is starting to really miss, um, especially the deep ball when you don't have Michael um, Michael Thomas. He just doesn't trust the receivers outside of Alan Kamara going deep. And, and again, Kamara is much more of a catch the ball and make the play on his own, so he, those short passes. And I think he can rely on the short passes with the other players with the Traquan Smith, with the Amanda Sanders. But the deep ball, I think he does miss that with Michael Thomas. So hopefully we get Thomas back. Hopefully we get Adams back. Probably the two best receivers in football, those two. Um, just Again, the rash of injuries throughout the league this year has been crazy, but hopefully they both get back sooner than later. And again, can't really say much more about Alvin Kamara. He has been fantastic this year. The rest of the league must worry that Alvin Kamara is back. Phenomenal touchdown. Uh, his second touchdown was absolutely bonkers, the way he was able to kind of get in the end zone late there on, on that short little pass goes the distance. Uh, fantastic game. Fantastic game. Fantastic fantasy production. Great quarterback play. Great running back play. Great receiver play. Absolutely everything outside of defense, um, which we don't care about. We care about offense and fantasy. Packers and Saints. Packers get the job done. They beat the Saints at home, which is not easy to do against Drew Brees. But I think we also saw that the no fans kind of affected the offense for Brees as well. Where we're used to hearing the fans go crazy when opposing offenses are on the field. That is not the case right now, so offenses can kind of get the job done. It was much more of it seems like the Saints were struggling um, with the, the way everything was going and not the Packers on Sunday night. And then looking at the game tonight, I think we're going to see another barn burner, another fantastic football game to close out week three. Chiefs at Ravens. I have the Ravens winning a very tight, high-scoring game with plenty and plenty of fantasy goodness. Uh, Patrick Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson. Tyreek Hill versus Marquise Brown. Travis Kelsey versus Mark Andrews. There's all starts of talent on both sides of the ball. Despite the Ravens having a very good defense, I don't think there's going to be any, if there's not be very much, if any, defense played in this game between the Chiefs and the Ravens. Who do you play in the single-game slate? There's too many options to t- kind of name one. I'm Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Tyreek Hill, Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews, Clyde Edwards-Alar, Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins, Mar- McCole Hardman. There's a lot of players you can play on this team um, in terms of getting the job done. I think that uh, this is the game that if you have one lineup, you're likely not going to cash in it. Um, it's gonna be hard to cash in this game if you if you only want one lineup. I'm, I'm not, not I'm sorry, not the the cash. Much more to win. I mean, you're gonna to have to have the nuts with that one lineup. I think this game is a game you want to have multi entries if you are going to be playing multi entries. It's a it's better to have multi because there's gonna be so much offense in this game. If we're looking at captains, obviously you're looking at Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. You're looking at Tyreek Hill. You're looking at Travis Kelsey, Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews. There's a lot of different. This, this is again why I think narrowing it down to one lineup is not the way I'm going to be looking at it. If you're having one lineup, have fun. But if you're looking at doing multi-lineups, have a bunch of different captains. I think there's so many captains you can put in this game. If you're looking at the value plays, um, you usually want to have someone under 6000 for value. But I think McCall Hardman at under 7000 is a nice possible captain spot. I think we are going to see a breakout game out of McCall Hardman. 
eventually this could be a game that we see it if Baltimore does kind of kind of uh, look to target more of taking away Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey. Maybe this is a game McCall Hardman kind of gets going as well. We can look at both kickers. I think with, with a lot of scores, a lot of points being put on the board tonight, the, the, the floor for these kickers is very high. I don't think I'm going to be going with either one of the defenses. Ravens are interesting just because they can kind of get the job done. But this is Mahomes. This is Lamar Jackson. This is going to be all offense in my opinion. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Demarcus Robinson's an option you can look at for a value. Daryl Williams, maybe an option you can look at for a value. Darwin Thompson, um, maybe as, as well. There's a lot of offense to, to go in this game. I like the Ravens. I like the Ravens to win a very tight, uh, high-scoring game. I have the game in the 40s for maybe both teams, upper 30s, low 40s for both those teams. And I think Lamar Jackson and company gets the job done tonight. I'm higher on Dobbins than I am Ingram just because I think it's much more of a passing game for the Ravens to kind of uh, continue to put points up with Patrick Mahomes and company. And again, I think it's going to be a McCole Hardman type of game. I do like McCole Hardman quite a bit. I don't think I can fade anybody on either one of these rosters in DFS. <clears throat> but if I'm looking to fade a player, it might be Tyreek Hill because of how much I do like McCole Hardman. And as for the Baltimore side, I think one of my favorite plays tonight is Marquise Brown. If you, if you uh, look at the wagers, I like the over 3.5 and, and I like the over, I think it's 52.5 uh, receiving yards. I like both those overs as well. Fun game. Fantastic game, great offenses, great quarterbacks, great everything going on with the Baltimore-Kansas City game. Enjoy the game. Have a great day. If you have not followed us on Instagram or Twitter, please give us a follow. We are at FansportsGenius on we are at FansportsGenius on Twitter, and we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore on Instagram. And our website is always www.FantasyFootballGenius.com, where winning is and everything is the genius thing. If you have not checked out our Mastermind chat, definitely give it a look. One-on-one <clears throat> -on -one access with yours truly. If you have any questions, anything fantasy football related, I'll get back to you within 24 hours, most likely within an hour or two if you're part of our mastermind chat. Be part of the genius mob and hopefully help you dominate your leagues and get over the top. Weekly, monthly, and full season package available. That's www.fantasyfootballgenius.com, our mastermind chat. Let us know if you have any questions via Instagram or Twitter. Have a great night. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Thursday where we look forward to the Thursday night game and the upcoming week for football. Enjoy the Baltimore-Kansas City game. Have a great day. Have a great week. We'll talk to you later.